Toy Story 5 is in production. Terminator 7 is in, is coming soon. Sam Raimi for Secret Wars. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Lights, Camera, Rant. And today we have a very special guest. We have David from the Why So Serious podcast. Welcome, man. How you going? Have I been frozen this whole time? Yes, you have. Beautiful. Happy to be here. <laughs> Great start. Gosh. Oh, that's beautiful. It's all right. Uh, don't stress. That's, this is the fun part of being live. <laughs> two for two on our, our very intros to a live uh, recording. Beautiful. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. As everyone knows, we're live on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook right now, and uh, it sometimes has its glitches, but that's totally fine. Uh, so David's going to be joining me today. We're going to be looking at some pop culture news, and we're going to be re reviewing the fantastic, groundbreaking across the Spider-Verse. How you going, man? Oh, it's going great, man. I, I can't wait to dive into that, you know, as a whole. I, but thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, I'm glad that my connection was able to to fix itself and able to be here and actually uh, conversing and seeing each other here. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. No, anytime. Um, it's I'm glad we could organize this because we've been probably chatting for, oh, for a little while now. We yep. don't organize this. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate... Uh, it was a couple of weeks back when you uh, shared me out on your show too. Yeah. Uh, yeah when I did well, the Monday Night Chats. Yes. Uh, we were supposed to have two. There's still an episode lost in the archives Archives where we, we shouted you out and I think Cheers Big Ears as well. And yeah. that episode has not made it. So we did it twice to kind of make up for it. But, you know, it remains to be seen if we end up getting that episode out or not. But there might be a second one coming for you. I'll take that any day. <laughs> um, all right. So as everyone knows, before we fully die in, it's the fun part. Get ready for the intro. Welcome to the Light Camera Rant Podcast. Your source for the latest on movies, TV shows, and video games. Get ready for ranting, raving, and reviewing. Here is your host, Lee. So, David, you guys, your podcast, 115 episodes, you've just passed your one-year anniversary, 926 followers on Instagram, you guys are killing it, your logo is fantastic, so tell for everyone who doesn't know about your podcast what it's all about. Hey man, appreciate the kind words. Um, yeah, so we got a podcast, Why So Sidious, a nerd podcast, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, we just cover everything, um, all the nerd stuff out there, movies and TV and comics and books, everything out there that, you know, tickles the old nerd funny bone there. Um, yeah, we, um, you know, we do the, the regular stuff covering new movies and TVs, but we got some episodic series going too where we, you know, really get nerdy and dive into stuff. So we got some called uh, The Novice Nerd where, you know, everything with superheroes and the entire superhero status today is so overwhelming if you're a newcomer to it. There's so many movies and shows and characters and, you know, even I'm familiar with a lot of stuff and there's characters. I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. Where so is this come from? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, Guardians was a great example of that. And there's been multiple things since then. I, I had no idea. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, we try to give a brief um, 
but kind of basic breakdown of a character and stuff and get newcomers adjusted and used to it. Um, and we got Road to Secret Wars comic series, uh, which is leading up to the Secret Wars event. Uh, we're in the Jonathan Hickman's Infinity Run right now. So it's something kind of leading up, get you ready for the Avengers Secret Wars whenever that ends up coming out. You know, hopefully there's not too many delays. Uh, oh, Rod Strike. Yeah, yeah, that's not looking too good for it. Um, but then... Something uh, real fun we got going on right now. We did uh, an episode a little bit back at the start of the year, uh, 2023 box office draft. So the three hosts, me, uh, Jeremy, and Caleb, were two friends grew up in the same hometown. We finally decided to throw together a podcast. But uh, yeah, we got a little friendly competition going. So we had a draft. Um, every movie that was coming out this year, 2023 in theaters, we formed some lineups. And now the winner of... The most combined worldwide box office for all their movies wins. Uh, loser, we don't have a punishment yet, but we're just telling everybody to stay tuned for now. We got to think of something good. But um, yeah, so that's going strong and uh, low low key brag here. But I got across the Spider Verse in like round four or something. So we're good. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry for whoever had Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, that was Caleb. The first movie that came out, and that first weekend was like. Over two hundred thousand or something like it had a great opening weekend and then it just tanked. So yeah, absolutely nosedive. And then funny enough, three was three months later, you have Guns Galaxy that smashed it. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's still rolling. Yeah, I don't know where it's gonna yeah. end with, but yeah, yeah, it was a tough start for him. But yeah, so that's an exciting thing we got going. But yeah, that's pretty much the gist of uh, what we're doing at the podcast here. You know, we get we get pretty deep nerd knowledge on some stuff, and then other times we're pretty I just. Love it little tipsy getting a little loose with stuff and just having a good time so well why the hell not that's why we all do this it's all boom passion and having fun with it uh good and good luck uh for anyone who's brand new trying to work out the dc universe i uh, godspeed i i even though i've given up i'm like look i i don't know what to tell you just watch them as a singular movie and don't even think about the connected yeah yeah it's too much to grasp right now it's all over the no. place yeah. No, and the Flash is, and the Flash is coming out, which is meant to reboot the DCU for James Gunn. But we're getting Aquaman at the end of the year. That's still doesn't doesn't add up. It doesn't line up really very smoothly. So yeah, I don't know. No, which uh, uh, the Flash actually this week I got a, I was able to be a last minute invite to go see a, an early screening of the Flash. Um, oh, which, yeah. which strangest experience, uh, there was eight security guards in the theater and <laughs> you had to put your phone in an envelope and seal it for the entire time. And even weirder, there was no credits. Oh, so when the movie finished, it just said the director and done. Oh, that's weird. That's almost like yeah. eerie. <laughs> yeah. I was like. No, 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 no. We stay for after the credits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is really like a whole part. It's a whole part of the experience. Yeah, yeah. You wait for it after credit, which actually, I guess we didn't really have one uh, in this one we're about to talk about, right? Yeah, no, we, Spiverse, uh, spoilers, oh, spoilers for this entire episode because I don't want anyone to come back at me with a fucking pitchfork. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Spiverse didn't have an after credits scene. The closest thing was. Which I think we already knew, which is the title for the next one. Yes. Um, 
beyond already years. beyond there you go okay yep yeah which we i didn't realize for some reason i thought it was going to come out in june next year actually no it comes out in march so we don't actually have to wait a year oh i didn't see that beautiful i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah oh after that yeah my goodness make it come sooner yeah exactly right and if we like yes we could have waited for infinity War endgame but that's a bit different which I've already yeah. told my partner that when we have kids and they get to this stage, I'm going to make them wait a year. I'm like, you must feel the pain that we all yes. felt. That's right. That's good. That's good parenting right there. I got to say. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> it's like, oh, what happens next? You'll find out 365 painful days. Yeah. Why don't you just hold on to that pain of that dusting there and just really yeah. soak it in with all your characters dying? <laughs> yeah. But don't worry. You get a uh, Ant-Man in between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah hey uh, uh so how was that though that i mean i i saw i saw a video of yours i thought i remembered that um but yeah the 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 flash screening was that pretty awesome or what it was it's it the flash movie it's good it is back to okay. form um it's a lot better than shazam it's okay. as much as i do love marvel it did a better job of the multiverse story Okay. Given variations and at, at the ending, it uh, yeah it did a lot better than what the multiverse of madness did. Um, it's just it always got to me where at the end it was kind of sad and like oh this was such a good outing, but now it's all going to be done, gone. It's done. Yeah. Uh, that's that's, that's bittersweet. Yeah, um, but I think and another really weird thing that I I'm guessing we could maybe because of James Gunn era, but I'm not going to spoil anything because the movie hasn't fully come out. But there was a year ago there was set scenes that were leaked online, and that scene that appears in the movie is completely different. It is actually characters in that scene that are actually not in the scene in the movie. Oh, okay. So like three characters pop up. They didn't pop up in the movie. I was like. I'm sure there was more people in this scene. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm sure there were a lot of variation, or you know, a lot of different cuts here and there to kind of change certain things with this oh. whole new plan. I mean, the movie's been being made for how long now? I mean, it's been really. When did they start production? Like nine. It's been over for nine years. Here's here's the thing, here's the kicker that oh. always gets me. In the same year this movie was announced, was when the Flash TV show started. And the Flash TV show has started and finished before this movie got released. And it was nine seasons. No, it was That's nine the... seasons. And how many spinoffs? Oh, a lot. Yeah, it started the whole, well, it continued the whole Arrowverse. Yeah, all yeah. those different sideshows and everything. My goodness. That, and... That's a funny fact. Yeah, I can't believe that. And I, it still boggles me that this is not even the version we were meant to get either. Because we were meant to have cyborg right but uh he uh he doesn't like uh wb yeah kind of a kind of a rough history there yeah a <laughs> little bit which i do have an episode where i fully dived into that just uh for anyone who really wants to know the horrible history of the dcu there you go uh um, but yeah, Cyborg was meant to be in it, and I think also, um, I forgot his name, but the guy that played Thomas Wayne and his wife was also meant to be in the original one, 
because uh, on on the story it's actually based off, which is a flashpoint paradox. Right. Um Jeff no. He he played Negan. Jeff yeah, Jeff uh Jeffrey son of a gun. Jeffrey not Morgan. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey That's Dean it, Morgan. Yes. Yeah. There we go. So, so have you know much about the Flashpoint Paradox? Uh yes. Um well a little bit. I watched the animated movie. We're actually That's it. Sorry. That's what you need to know. Yeah, well we're we're gonna be reading the I think it's a five issue run, actually. Um we're gonna read that as a podcast and do a do a quick episode review on the on the comic run itself to kind of get prepared for the movie. Um mm. but yeah, yeah, the Thomas Wayne storyline and everything that goes yeah, it's super interesting. That's that's what was meant to be in as well. And I was like, I would have loved to seen that. Seen it Batman. Yeah. I was like, hey, is it straight up murder you? I don't give a shit. Right. I I'm I'm stoked to get Michael Keaton back and see him in action. I really am. But yeah, Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne would have been awesome too. Yeah, I can't oh, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait. And Eden. it was just I felt like a five year old kid again as soon as you heard that theme kick in in the movie. I was like this is worth it. I yeah. Yeah, he's probably going to need a cane in about a year or two, but it's so worth it. Yeah, it's you know probably what? not even the suit. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I look forward to your guys' review. I think you're both... I think everyone's going to love it to some degree. I have probably only had two gripes about the whole thing, and that's just been Nick picking... I was like, mm, they could have done that better. But that's about it. Hey, two gripes? It's pretty good. Yeah, that ain't bad. Uh, hopefully, Aquaman will live up to that as well. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about that one. We'll see. I mean, I'm not nervous. It's not like a lot rides on it, but I'm not sure what we're gonna get out of it yet. Fishman Two and the Lost, uh, Lost Kingdom. That's right. That's right. Or yeah, Orm Buddy Cop movie. Yes, apparently, yes. That's uh, uh, two brothers that don't like each other. We're going to work together. <laughs> Such a generic. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's pretty much sure. Um But uh, moving on to like pop culture news, uh, do you hear that uh, Toy Story 5 is coming soon? No, I don't think I did, actually. I uh, Wow, okay. Yeah, so Toy Story 5 is underway, and I'm guessing it's being made to fix the loss over Lightyear. That was a massive loss for Pixar. See, I missed that. So they lost a lot on that one, huh? I, I wasn't even aware of that. Okay. Okay. So they're calling in the big guns. Yeah. Like, oh, look, we we we, uh, we fucked up. Anyway, let, let's let's do a sp- yeah. story, story 5 to fix it. Yeah. Hey, guys, remember Toy Story? Cool. Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> You know the toy the, the series has had great two great endings. Yeah, we're going for a third. Yeah, and we're just gonna keep racking up those endings. <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah. faster, furious the toys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so no release date at this stage, but that's in production. Right. Uh, and James Cameron is writing a seventh Terminator movie. Really? Now that's a f- confusing franchise because he only had. Uh, a part to play in the first two, right? He only directed the first two or wrote the first two. That's right. Yeah. And then that's when he leased it off and that's when it just went. Yeah. Noticeable decline there uh, from Judgment Day to the rest of them. But yeah, I Dark Fate, 
it wasn't it wasn't like it was a great movie, but I found it I found entertaining parts of it and whatnot. I didn't mind watching it, but it wasn't you know not like it was an award winning movie. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, I I haven't seen. I think the only one I haven't seen is Dark Fate. Oh no, I hadn't seen the one before that where they ins- they spoiled the entire thing by the trailers. Genesis. Yes, I didn't watch that one either. Is that Amelia Clark? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've never seen that one. Yeah, and. But the way I don't get is Salvation wasn't bad. I remember seeing Salvation in theaters and thought, okay, finally, after three movies going, hey, there's a war coming, hey, there's a war coming, there's a war coming. Oh, this is actually the war. You got the war, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it got a lot of crap, actually, right? Well, that probably because, uh, do you remember the Christian Bale, what he did on set? <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, it's an infamous rant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. I should get him on the show. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I still love the scene where uh, I think it's uh, they dub that, but our family guy do it with Peter. Yeah, it's uh, he's having a go at Peter. It's like, I'm sorry, the bagel ran on the set. What do you want me to do? Why are you yelling? Why are you so mad? Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. so that's in that's in production, and apparently also Sam Raimi is being tapped to take over for Secret Wars to direct. Interesting. How do you feel about that? You know, it's hard to know because Multiverse of Madness had so many rewrites, right? I mean, they had they changed a ton of stuff that was initially planned, and COVID, and I, I think that had a little effect on the story writing and stuff, so... I don't know. I like Raimi's style in certain places, but I don't know if I want Secret Wars to have the Raimi style to it, but I don't know. I'm a little skeptical with it, but I guess, you know, it could be cool. He, I, he's he got a unique style to it. it he, yeah. he does. But I don't know. Yeah, I I'm still don't know what to think about that yet. I, I'm 100% down for it. My only thing is... I'm a bit worried about is I feel like who's ever directing Secret Wars, they should do the same thing what they did with Infinity War Endgame. I feel like it needs to be the same director for both. Because then yes. you might get too much of a different tone. Like, like look at um, uh, look at uh, Star Wars sequel trilogy. Oh. Look what happened when you had the one director at the start and one same director at the end, but you had a different director in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Again, the Russo brothers doing both Infinity War and Endgame was perfect. I mean, it was the same. You could just it just felt like the same quality, the same tone, the same story. But yeah, I don't know. And do we know who's doing King Dynasty yet? I know Jeff Loveness is no longer writing it. Yes. But which I, which I saw a lot of people were really happy about that. Yeah, yeah. But he was uh, the not the uh, man. Look, you did a semi good job. <laughs> I actually enjoyed Ant Man more than most people did in the theaters, uh, Quantumania, but I didn't think it was that bad. Like, like it could have been better, but I, my review was it had me as a Dark Knight uh, effect, meaning I wanted to see Kang a whole lot more than I ever wanted to see Ant Man. So every time Kang was on screen, I was oh Kang wasn't on screen. I'm like I want to see Kang. Yeah, I don't care about the hero. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't care about the Cassie time much at all. I just, yeah, I just wanted more Kang. 
Yeah, I don't think a lot of people care about Cassie because it was recast. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So the director for Kang Dynasty is the same guy who directed uh, Shang-Chi. That's right. And I'm here for that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I love Shang-Chi, so I'm totally here for that. That was, that was such a good movie. I yeah. I haven't gone back and watched it in a while, but that uh, that was actually because of COVID. That nearly that movie nearly broke my record of seeing every MCU movie at the theater, uh, because we in Victoria, Australia, when that got released, we went into a really big lockdown at the same week. I'm like, shit, and then I think. It's run was still just going when we finally got our lockdown to go. So I said to my mates, I'm like, we need to go, we need to go, we need to go. Yeah, this is a red alert. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good you got to see it in theaters because, yeah, that that end scene and everything, I thought it was beautiful. Mm. And seeing it on the big screen like that was, yeah, it was the right place to watch it. A hundred percent. And still, still right now, has the, one of the best hand-to-hand combats. And oh. all the fighting was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That fight with Death Dealer, I think is his name, um, up in the skyscrapers and the fight with Razor Fist on the yeah. bus. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, it was such a joy to watch. Yeah. And it's, it sucks because we so far away um, until we're going to see him again. I'm like, okay, he's with Wong. Uh, That's right. Where, where, where are you, buddy? Where is he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll find out, but I would like to see him very soon. Yeah, so 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 do I. I think a lot of people, which I feel like we can get, um, a lot of people are like, where is everybody? It seems like so MIA with so many characters, um, which sucks. But I guess the universe is just so big now, you can't have everybody everywhere. Yeah, it takes a while to get back to people now because we're just so... I mean, Phase 4 was just all over the place, you know. We were, we're branching out to so many different stories all over. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, and you got to set up Secret Wars, so I get it. There's a lot of stuff to cover and set up, but, yeah, it makes you miss characters like that when it takes too long to get back to them. That, yeah. And, look, look, I think uh, looking back, Phase 4 will be the one that probably the least favorites um most controversial and obviously the most affected with covid yeah like it it's you can tell it's suffered majorly between the tv shows and the movies um and now which a lot of people have said guys galaxy feels like a return to form oh it did totally and no, you're totally right, it, and it's kind of unfair because COVID, yeah, it was an unprecedented event that changed changed No Way Home plot. All the releases got switched up, so they had to change a bunch of stuff like that, and then we find out about this whole writer issue. So this writer strike is now going on, but it, there's yeah. a strike going on because conditions for them has not been ideal, and so that you look back on Phase 4 and you're like, okay, so writers were going through crap all through Phase 4 and dealing with COVID, and we just fired uh, Victoria Alonso, head of VFX. I mean, there's so many different things that happened during phase four that it's like, yeah, it's not a surprise. It was kind of all over the place. There was a lot of crap going on. Mm. But at the same time, we got some great gems. We did. We really did. Uh, through all that, which uh, uh, just on YouTube, uh, Eric uh, Guns has already made me like Fies Fave. Fies Fave. Fies Five. Yeah. Already better. <laughs> Phase four, which is, I which is a lot. I think a lot for a lot of us, you know. But yeah. still, at the same time, 
Wakanda Forever was solid, uh, and Shang-Chi was a, a gem, uh, and the, some of the Disney Plus shows were better than the movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we I, I love Moon Knight. I mean, we got No Way Home, um, yeah. which was a massive start to Phase 4. Like, <laughs> Great, great yeah. start. Yeah. Uh, to that, and we and we had the Loki TV show was great, and Moon oh, Moonlight. I remember when it, I when it got first announced before, I was like, oh, "What's this going to be like?" And then at the end of it, I'm like, "I want more Moon Knight. I need a season two. I need more of this." I loved it. It was so unique. It was so unique. The whole the first two episodes and the mystery of him blacking out and everything. I was on the edge of my seat with that stuff. I mean, it was just great. Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke, both absolutely killed it. I can't believe it got as much uh, criticism as it did, actually, because I just really thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't, yeah, neither did, neither did I. I'm like, come on. And even got a TikTok trend, which was actually quite funny with everyone doing the blackout. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> uh, you know, and the CGI held up, especially the suit. Especially the suit was on point. Loved it. Loved it. Beautiful suit. Both of them. Uh, yeah. Moon Knight and was it Mr. Knight? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Knight. And uh, oh, what's her name? Something oh, Scarab. 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 Yeah. Uh, she, she was awesome. I loved that little new creation char- or character creation at the end of the season there. I would I thought that was a badass design and style. Yeah. That was sick. Yeah. And unexpected. No, I wasn't expecting her. Like I couldn't say, like the start of the season, like, oh yeah, you'll probably become a hero, or you'll become yeah. a uh, a superhero. I'm like, nah. Or like even the scene um, where he moves the world, the time difference. Oh yeah, beautiful. Um, but I just want to get, yeah, I just want to get season two. Uh, I just hope it does come, and I I would love to see Moon Knight in Deadpool three. I'd love to see him talk to Deadpool. That'd be so funny. If we get Mr. Knight and Deadpool going back and forth, it, it would be hilarious. Oh, gosh, we do. We need that. Wish. Deadpool, even Deadpool 3, that is shaping up to be my next excited movie. I, I saw a report about it, and the way they phrased it was kind of like, Deadpool 3 is shaping up to be the no way home for the X-Men. So essentially, we're going to yes. get a bunch of the classic X-Men popping in and out uh, from the Fox universe, and oh, I can't wait. Neither, neither can I, and I keep... It's always becoming uh, like uh, Secret Wars. There's so many rumors of who's going to appear in that. Like, I just saw another one, apparently. Magneto's meant to be the bad guy in it, and Harley Berry is in London with rocking a Storm haircut, too. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, well, obviously, you know what rumors that's going to boost. Oh, yeah. And Loki's going to appear in it. Alan Wilson's character is meant to appear in it. And Logan, nearly all the original cast from Deadpool 1 and 2 are also going to be in it. I just can't remember if um, Vanessa, she confirmed if she's in it. I don't think that one has been confirmed, actually. Yeah. Uh, Morena Baccarin, I think. Yeah, sci-fi queen. Something close to that, yeah. I don't think she's been confirmed yet, which is a bummer. She should. I mean, I know she's dead, but, you know. Is anyone really went back dead? in time. Yeah, he went back in time and fixed a bunch of timelines. She's alive. Oh, no, he. she's alive. 
he he had that whole sequence at the end of Deadpool 2 where he saved her and then he said I'll be right back baby and he went through time and started fixing all the stuff so we did see her alive the last time yeah so yeah. Yeah, she should, hopefully she'll be back because yeah, Colossus is Colossus is back and mm-hmm. uh, Teenage Warhead and her friend her friends kind of come into it the yeah, oh, Kamiko or something no yeah yes it yes is it Kamiko okay. Yeah, she's going to be there, and that's just shaping up to be such an awesome movie. And I saw a photo of uh, Hugh Jackman rocking uh, the full Logan look, like old Logan look. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, who would you like to see from the MCU appear into Deadpool 3? MCU appearance? Um, mm. Let me think here. Uh I mean, I think Doctor Strange would be funny because, or not funny, but it would make sense. He's dealing with all the multiversal stuff. So if he opened up a portal or something like that, going through it. Um, Spider-Man, just for the fact of how fun Spider-Man and Deadpool are in the comics, it would be awesome if, I don't care wh- which one does. Andrew Garfield actually would probably be a better comedic feed, feeding yeah. off Ryan Reynolds. I think that would be a hilarious interaction between those two. So, but that's that's loosely the MCU now. Uh, so I guess Tom Holland. But Spider-Man and Deadpool would be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And another pick that I, I, I would like to see is uh, She-Hulk. Just to see them both talk to the, talk to the screen. I'm like, who are you talking to? No, no, this is yeah. my audience. That would work because like a lot of people said, you know, oh, she's copying Deadpool, but she is the first to do it in the comics to break yeah. the fourth wall and everything. And so that, that'd be, a, that'd be a funny little throw in there. I wasn't a fan of the series, but I would, that would make sense. It'd be funny. Um, especially I'd trust they would do it the right way. I, in a movie. Yes, I think so too. And I know Rob Reynolds would make sure of it as well. Uh, you didn't like She-Hulk? No, I wasn't that big a fan of it. <laughs> uh, well, what about, uh, I think Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm here for that. That would be cool, too, to establish kind of a ground, uh, street-level team, team-up kind of deal. So if Moon Knight, if we got Moon Knight with Deadpool and Daredevil and Spider-Man flying around New York City, I mean, yeah. So I'm there for a Daredevil appearance for sure. Yep. Oh, they would bring in so much money so easily. Just do it, you know. We're here for it. Exactly right. It's, it's going to bring up enough... It's going to bring in enough money than just the title saying... Deadpool 3 with Hugh Jackman in the MCU. Rated R is just oh that. Gosh. that. Apparently, it will have the R rating as well. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Thank God. It needed to. Yeah. You can't, you can't pull, you can't pump the brakes on Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool after those first two. You, you just can't. Yeah. So I'm very glad they decided to pull the trigger on that. Yeah. I'm glad it's Kevin Feige's pushing for it as well. You know, like he mm-hmm. like it's going to be R. Like you can't. You can't make it anything not ah uh, because it would just take it away, and then people will complain, going, "Oh, what if? What if?" Right, right. Uh, but no, I'm so totally fine. That was a hell of a tangent <laughs> that we went on to. Um, but just to wrap up the news, apparently Oppenheimer is going to be rated R. That's coming out. I wasn't expecting R, but huh. okay. Has he had an R-rated movie yet? Was Tenet no. R? No, no. This is the this is Nolan's first R-rated movie. But I'm like, I'm just trying to think. I'm like, what would we make it the R? 
I was, yeah, what would the requirement be other than we might see some, well, even even people being torn apart by a nuclear bomb, that's still, you could do that PG-13, I feel like. So, weird. I have no idea why they would do that, but. You know, I'm like, it's still going to make its money. Oh, yeah, I'm still here for it. I can't wait uh, for that movie. I mean, the cast, oh, gosh, it's all just such a great premise. I can't wait. The cast alone. Crazy. It, it, Florence Pugh, uh, Emily Blunt, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, is it Matt Damon in it too? Matt Damon. Uh, yeah. Um, it's insane. There's at least. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say there's at least three or four more like decent sized names too that I'm not thinking of right now, but it's just stacked. Hey. Yeah, everyone wants to work with uh, Christopher Nolan. I did. Did you see that? Uh, the memes with Albert Einstein. Like, yeah. Oh, the- Einstein will return in Avengers sequel. <laughs> the post credit scene, there's a bunch of scientists. E, what is E equal, though? He writes MC yeah. and it cuts to black. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Scientific uh, cinematic universe coming up. Coming soon. Oh, yeah. Nolan. Um, and probably last bit of one that I... Now, it's kind of no shocker. The Rock... Uh, the Rock had, had Black Adam fail. He couldn't take over DCU. So now he is back in the Fast and Furious universe, and he will be in his own Fast and Furious spinoff again, but not Hobbs and Shaw sequel. I don't. I just. I don't know. That's, I mean, I'm not surprised. I guess I just don't understand why you want to at least continue the Hobbs and Shaw thing because, if I remember correctly, Hobbs and Shaw did decent, right? Mm. And it do okay in the box office compared to a lot of other Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, and I think it's actually, like, better rated than half the Fast and Furious Yeah, movies. yeah. Now, did you ever see it? I didn't I didn't see it, but... Nah, I... I The last Fast and Furious film I watched, I think, was number four. Okay. And everyone yeah. tells me, he's like, oh, no, you should have kept going. It's when it gets better, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's what I hear, too. I mean, because five, you know, I guess there's bigger names and whatnot. But I I think the last one I had watched was Too Fast, Too Furious until my buddy when Fast 9 came out was like, you got to come with me. I was like, man, I don't, not that into it. And I went and watched it with him and I I was just laughing so much. It's just, it's so ridiculous. They flew a Pontiac into space. I mean. They went into space. Yeah, it's it's something. So I I guess I'm not surprised though that they're continuing the franchise. Yeah, and well, there's two more on the way. You know that, right? I know they there's turned fast, into a trilogy. Fast Eleven, Fast Twelve, and Vin Diesel's like, "Oh, this year want me to finish off the trilogy before we launch all the spin-offs. I'm like, "That's plural. How many? How many <laughs> do you have planned?" Well, I heard something about a Fast and the Furious uh, crossover with Transformers crossing yeah. universes, which I'm not even counting out at this point. They might do it. Who knows? Nope. And apparently, was it uh, Vin Diesel won't rule out time travel? I'm like, have mercy on us. Uh, do you? Uh, I still love to this day. I think it was the last Fast Furious. All the uh, Dom memes. Crossing over into different universes, saving somebody. And I, yeah. by the way, my favorite is it's the Lion King, and uh, Simba gets pushed off, and Dom saves him in the car and be like, No, uh, Simba is family. Oh my God. Like, ah. 
I I didn't see that one. I saw the one where it's the Avengers Endgame, and they're like, "What what are the ships aiming at?" And then the 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 Fast and the Furious music starts playing in the background. It's Dom just driving his car into the ship. Uh, uh, good I, I saw a gray one actually. Someone redid that. It's like, oh, what's it? Oh, what's this shooting at the sky? And someone put it was uh, Goku coming oh. straight down. I was like. No, no, I would like to see the rest of that scene. I mean, you can tear them all up from what I hear. Uh, Jeremy on our show, he's a big Dragon Ball Z fan. And he has very well informed us about how much Goku would just absolutely destroy a lot of that stuff. He pretty much killed everybody. Yeah. The, the biggest one's always Superman versus Goku. Like, there's so many YouTube videos on that. Yeah. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> I'm like, why? Like, why spend so much? Like, you know who would win. Um, but that's a little bit of the biggest thing that's happened in the past week. Uh, so let's get into the biggest anime movie nearly ever. So across the Spider Verse. Now this had a budget of a hundred million. Currently, right now, it's got a seventy. It's made seventy million dollars at the box office. This is a sequel to the 2018 film uh, Into the Spider-Verse. This movie was originally meant to come out April last year, but because of COVID, it pushed everything back. So we do have this one. And what we're talking about earlier, I mean, me and Dave were talking about, is that currently right now, it is the highest rated superhero movie on IMDb with a 9.1 rating. And just to add the gravitas of that, it is beating The Dark Knight crazy uh and just for anyone who doesn't know so for this one miles morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence when the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat miles must redefine what it means to be a hero cool chills um so First initial thoughts on this, on this, David, because like, as I said, this uh, at the very start of this film, it's kind of not the very intro. There's so many credits. That's probably my own mind grab. Is there's so many opening credits to this movie, uh, but it starts off with Gwen, not Miles. Yeah, that was an interesting, uh, interesting strategy they did with that, and I think it worked great. Um, we got that. That was my first takeaway. Was that whole intro leading up to the title card? It just, I was hooked immediately it grabbed me so quick and it did such a good job in such a small period of time of fleshing out who Gwen was as a character mm-hmm. and the tragedy she's gone through that's formed her into the person she is right now that we really didn't have that big of a grasp of last movie so I thought it was such a smart decision to start off that way because obviously she plays a massive role in this but they did just a really efficient job at creating that backstory for her in the at the start of the movie it's like a short movie, short short film before the actual film, really, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, it felt like it was 20 minutes, in a good way, though. It felt like yeah. we got so much out of it that it was like, oh, shoot, that's that's the title card. Oh, man, I thought we were rolling for a while here. Yeah, yeah so did I. I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay, so that, okay, so that now, now the movie will start. Yeah. <laughs> um, But that that first like animation style and i didn't even think of it but i love the plot twist that uh peter turned into lizard that he he did i'm like 
that's still very possible. Like that's not so like a full character flip. Like Peter could have gone down that direction, like Connors. Yeah. No, totally. Um, that yeah, what a twist! I obviously was not expecting that. Um, but it's a great a great way to kind of switch up the backstory we know about Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker kind of deal. Um, so I, I love that decision. And like you said, man, th- it was beautiful. I mean, the art style for Gwen's universe, the pastel colors, the smooth brush strokes, everything. It just was so vibrant. And the close up of her on the bus, I think, was one of the first really up oh. close. And it was just like, oh, this is gorgeous. This is this animation is gorgeous. So which stays for the entire movie. Uh, and not only was the animation really nice in that first scene, but even getting a renaissance, uh, yeah. vulture. Yeah. Like, I love it. Like, you're probably just sitting somewhere having a coffee, weren't you? Oh, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that little villain they threw in there. Like, um, the whole renaissance vulture style of it and the concept behind it. That was awesome. That really worked for mm-hmm. me. Uh, and we get our first introduction of Miguel, uh, Spider-Man of the Future, which I'd love to say is like compared to him now than what he was at the end of the uh, Into the Spider-Verse, taking roids or sup- or taking supplements, he's jacked compared to the first version. Yeah, the animation style switched up on him for sure because his shoulders are about twice the width as they used to be. <laughs> yeah. He's a big guy now. Yeah. Uh, wow. Spider's really been rough. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's been prepping. He's been uh, yeah. uh juicing up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Do you know anything about his backstory? Um, about this? All I knew, all I knew of him, it was he's very. I uh, like I put in the same category as like Batman Beyond. It's a Spider-Man of the future. Um, I knew that he wasn't Peter Parker as such. He was. He, he has a very unique story, but not a whole. Besides that, that was about it. Okay, like that's, I don't even know he's a vampire. That's what I was gonna ask you because I, <laughs> I that, I'm right with you with the backstory of him. Like I briefly know, but we get that little clip that it's shown. You know, it's his intro. His yeah, it's the silhouette, and he busts out these vampire fangs when he's about to he's, he's about to kill this villain until like a flat a spotlight shines on him or something. He stops, but it was like wait. And they never really went back to that, except for Gwen at one point, a throwaway line where she's like, well, he's kind of like a vampire Spider-Man. And it was like, wait, 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 wait. I want to know more about that. Yeah, I would like to know more about that. And his eye pupils did almost look red uh, when when they get close up on him. But I was just, I had no idea. And I want to know more about that. Is he a vampire werewolf Spider-Man or what what the hell? Yeah, I I didn't know. I had no idea. And I was like, holy shit. I'm like, Wait, what? Are you sure you're a spider? Yeah, it was odd. It was odd, uh, but it was cool. Yeah, I loved his webs. Like, I liked how that was, that's all red. Yeah. And his suit is fully sick. And I love the fact it's Oscar Isaac, mm-hmm. who obviously, Moon Knight, Poe, the list goes on, but he's really becoming a superhero MVP. Oh, he is. He he did a great voice job in this in this film. His voice acting performance was was perfect. Like he came off slightly unhinged, like still as a hero, but a little unhinged and you know intimidating and dangerous. But yeah, he did he really sold the the character. 
All the voice acting in this movie, by the way, was incredible. I mean, every you will get into it as more characters come out and whatnot throughout the movie, but man, everybody really stepped up on this one. Yeah, they did. This was such this is was such an improvement compared to the first one on both the acting animation, like it's got turned up to eleven. Um and I do I did like how uh Gwen's father does find out about who she is. And I wasn't expecting it, but he was about to call her in. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah, that was just, that was an intense scene. Like, oh, God, I can't even imagine what Gwen's going through, you know, after she finally reveals it and he's fully planning on arresting his daughter. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to arrest her. Yeah. And, uh, and then as we, as we see that, she joins the, uh, time cop, Spider-Man, police, <laughs> pretty much, and yeah. that's how it. And then, bang, we get straight into the movie where we're introduced. Uh, obviously, uh, Miles going to college, and uh, Spot, <laughs> the villain Spot, which I loved at the very start. I think he he was a great addition, and I love. He's like, hey, do you have an ATM that's not tied down to anywhere? Cool. Yeah. Thank you. And, and please, this is my first mugging. Um, please don't make this a pan experience for me. He was perfect. His humor. So he kind of, he had a little bit of vibes of, um, was it Spider Pig? Um, James, James Mullaney. Uh, yeah. Or John Mullaney. Good Lord. Yeah. Sucks it, it wasn't in this. Yeah. Yeah. It, Cause it reminded me of him a lot. But I actually liked Spot's humor more so. It landed for me a lot more, even though I liked Spider-Pig and John Mulaney and everything, but Spot was just an unexpected surprise. I didn't know how big of a role he would really have. I knew he was the villain that they were advertising, but, you know, I thought maybe, honestly, Miguel O'Hara ends up being the villain kind of deal. Um, Yeah. But it was a perfect first scene. It was hilarious. The the banter back and forth while they're fighting where Miles just doesn't even care about him and spots You're really a weekend villain. Yeah. And he's uh, he just had so many great little one liners and the comedic timing of everything. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And the way they turned him around by the end of the movie was in, it it worked so well for me. It worked so well. So going from like just a bumbling villain to I'm going to destroy everything and I have the power to do it because you called me a weekend villain. Yeah. He was legitimately intimidating and like creepy in the art style. The way they switched around his art style was done just so well. It just did. So, it was like it like switched the colors and he was almost to like an inverse of what he was. And it kind of had this scribbling uh, outlines going all around and it just gave off this really hectic and chaotic type of persona but the way yes unhinged perfect and the way he spoke about what he was going to do in the calm manner all of a sudden there was no more comedic or comedic timing there was no more humor it was just intimidation and creepiness and it was just such a perfect switch of one character from the start to the end of the movie uh hundreds from the guy struggling to steal an atm to this (laughs) it was a great scene it was a great scene uh, but no, that was, yeah, 100%. And the, op- and the opening, um, and I loved 
what I, what I do love about the character character as well is someone did actually post the photo, which I shared on my Instagram, found the scene from the first one where the guy get hit by a bagel. Yes. That such a small detail, but that's awesome. Really, you made the bagel guy the villain of the second movie and it worked <laughs> perfectly. Hey, at least, hey, that's a lot better than someone going, oh, I was an intern and I worked for Tony Stark. So I hate everything. <laughs> yeah, I was more original. I appreciated this one. Bagel guy turns yeah. into a multiversal absolute villain. Just beautiful. You know, you don't remember me. <laughs> Should I? What, what, who are you? you? Hit me with a bagel. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, what? Um, but no, and... Uh, obviously, we get to see Miles also struggling with uh, drawing college and where he wants to go with his family, which even his mum and dad uh, do a great acting of um, all three, which I did love, which I'm pretty sure, isn't it? Oh, no, I can't. Uh, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. Um, but no, that was a great, great scene. As like, I like he's he's lying to you. I'm like, yeah. of course he's lying to you. Uh, and then we get the, the family barbecue for him to be in captain. I, which we're going to, I loved the twist with him becoming the captain. Yes. Like if he becomes captain, you're dead. That's it was like, perfect the way they rolled that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a like, canon event. Yeah. Canon. Yeah. Canon is canon. Mm -hmm. I love how that was explained. Like yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Like, these are all canon events. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a great way to do that, the, the captain thing, and it just added so much, and especially, you know, they go back to it with Gwen Stacy's dad later in the movie, too, um, regarding the whole captain role and everything, where he doesn't become the captain, and it saves that canon event, but it's just so well-written. This yeah, whole movie, and which is why I can't wait for the second one. Um, and I do love the drawings of like the interdimensional portals, like we, we was with Miles when he's laying on the bed, everything else starts lifting up, um, and yeah. just how that's all drawn. And what did you think of? I can't remember its name, but it, like, Spy Man of India. Oh. uh... What was his name? I it was, oh gosh, I already forgot. I forgot his real name too. Uh, ha, mm, crap. Peter Chai T. You're saying T T. You're saying copy copy T. Yeah. yeah. And that was voiced by uh, Dopender from Deadpool. Yes. The the as soon as I heard his voice, I'm like, yep. Don't I don't know if he, I think he is coming back for Deadpool three too. Yes, I think he got confirmed, yeah. So that's awesome, because he's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I uh, Mumbatten, right? That's where they end up going to, which is like a combination of Mumbai and Manhattan, uh, yeah. which is cool. That was a cool... Uh, again, all these unique styles in these different universes, they're all different art styles, and they're all so cool and unique in their own way, and it's just such a beautiful piece of work that this movie put together with all that. Just to sit and watch it. Just to sit and just visually just watching just be amazed and i did love uh what was it here's a traffic here's traffic here's more traffic here's more traffic yeah <laughs> um and 
the whole scene with the cl- and was it punk rocks by man? So cool. I, so cool. His entrance. I think he was my favorite part of the whole movie. I'm not even kidding. And I, well, maybe not my favorite part. My favorite character, just because I was so surprised. I didn't really expect much. You know, I saw the trailer, Spider-Punk. I was like, okay, that's kind of quirky. They're throwing him in there, but I don't have any expectations. Like, I don't really have a big history of reading Spider-Punk comics or anything. I just know that that's a thing. But he was awesome. Uh, Daniel Kalea. I, I, I never know how to pronounce his last name. Um, I think so. He's in Get Out and, uh, well, he's in Black Panther. Uh, Wakabi, I believe, is his name in Black Panther. He killed the voice acting role. He came in with that strong Cockney accent. He was hilarious. He was smooth. He had charisma with everything he was saying. I I thoroughly enjoyed any time that that guy was on screen. I just absolutely loved it, and I had no expectations for it, so it was just such a pleasant surprise. And, And he always said every scene he's in has always his own animation style compared to the rest of it. Like, he doesn't fully blend in with everybody. Yeah. Uh, and I love how he integrates his mask. He's like, how are you still cool with your mask off? I'm just still cool all the time. I was always this cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, his his animation is almost like a ransom letter. Like, it's cut out yeah. magazine squares that they're gluing together. It was so cool when you... Again, but, I'm just yeah. thinking of the Sex Pistols. That's what yes. I was thinking. I think that's what they had been aiming for. It had that whole style to it, but... God, what a delight. I had no idea that that was going to be so cool. No. And, and uh, not only that, but also we get Lego, Sp- <laughs> Lego, Sp- Lego Spider-Man. Yeah, what? I was not expecting Lego. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Joe, uh, I don't know if you noticed too, J.K. Simmons came yeah. back to reply, uh, reprise his role as J. Jonah, and he was in every universe. He was in the Gwen Stacy one. He was in the Lego one. And I'm pretty sure the Miles one, so it's confirmed. Uh, J.K. Simmons, Nexus being in the multi yeah. in the Spider-Verse. It is too, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and MCU, like it just any universe to go into, J.K. Simmons will always be uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he's around, and he should be because he's the best J. J. Jonah Jameson there is. So yeah. can't replace Which- him. No, you can't, and it just makes me more like, give us Invincible Season 2. When is that dropping? That's a great question. I haven't heard anything about that show since Season 1 ended. Like, no. anything. They they did drop a small teaser about a month ago. Not to go off topic, but they dropped a small <laughs> teaser, and Invincible's talking to the alien they he met oh, in space. Right? Yeah. Okay. And... Hey, he actually pokes funny. He's like, oh, dude, when are you coming back? And he's like, oh, you know, I've been doing things, a little bit of writing. And he's like, no, dude, when are you coming back? And he's like pushing him. I was like, I'm coming. I'll, I'll be here at the end of the year. And he's like, okay, so what? Yeah, yeah, get better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, and that's the thing, both that and The Boys. I know we're meant to get season four of The Boys. I know we're meant to get season two. I'm like, just give us the release date. Yeah, haven't heard anything. I've heard about their again. I guess this is another tangent, but they're doing like a spinoff for the boys. It's like college. Uh, yeah, it's Gen V. Gen V. Yeah, there you go. Um, I've I've heard about that, but nothing about the actual main show. Apparently, it's still going to be coming this year. Even Gen V, sorry, sorry, uh, also doesn't have a release date. Like, Man. yeah, one with these Come writers. On. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's pretty much a, a mood right all there in that little pose you had there. That's exactly how it's making us feel. Just uh, yeah, and with the writer strikes, who knows? Again, that's another thing. It's just like uh, that's that's the sad part. Uh, so how how'd you feel? So after we see those two worlds, we get we go into Spider Man Twenty Nine Times Future, where we get the uh, HQ of the Spider Verse. And I think I was looking everywhere in this scene. I'm like, look, trying to look at every single Spider-Man. I love Jack Spider-Man. I was like, oh my God, he's so terrible. <laughs> that, was, now, uh, that was the clone, the uh, Ben Riley. Yeah. Yeah. It's emotional, depressing. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's like, I'm cowboy Spider-Man. It's like, why, why, why is the horse wearing a mask? To conceal his identity. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't wait to watch that at home and pause it and just be able to take in the map. Because like you said, I mean, they, they utilize every square. It's like Visions. It's like Visions in their small episodes. Again, not to get too off track here, but Star Wars Visions, you know, they're 10 minute, 15 minute episodes, but they're utilizing every square inch of the screen to tell this story throughout. Like they are making every bit count. And that's exactly what the Spider-Verse movies do. Every little thing. There, there's a part where somebody makes a joke. Like, uh, did you spot the spot? And Spider-Woman's like, ah, that's hilarious. Anybody else have any jokes? And then it shows like eight to 10 spot puns just popping up in different parts of the screen all over the place. And it's just like, it's tiny little things everywhere. And that's before we get to the awesome Easter eggs that comes on this world. Well, well, actually, pulling back, actually, one Easter egg I forgot to mention was uh, Miles's uh, buddy in his dorm. He's playing. Oh yeah, he's playing, he's playing Insomniac Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I saw that, and I heard that uh, that character was going to be in the game, and so I figured, oh, that was it. But he came back again. Yeah, came back, yeah. and there he was. Yeah, which I thought was so cool. Yeah, uh, that was funny. And yeah, just looking around at all the Spider-Man, all the different versions, which we're still even we got even more scenes where we still got even more Spider-Man from that. I do love how Miles Miles always acts like us as the fans. Like he's like, Oh my god, oh my god, hello to Spider-Man. Oh really? He plays that role of the of the the audience, yeah, the the audience seeing all this stuff for the first time and being so blown away and confused and asking for clarification on how all this stuff is working. Yeah, how uh, he and he felt. I felt. I when I saw that, I was like, and you didn't get picked. You didn't yeah. get picked, but this army of Spider Man got picked, but you didn't. Um, which leads to our introduction into Miguel. And his little backstory and what he did, which was kind of sad, really. Destroying yeah. our universe just about with his kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's a broken man right there because, my goodness, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I loved how his thing was really slow. He's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, do we, no, just wait, just wait. He's coming. They nailed little things like that. Little, just yeah. tiny little, you you know, humorous things thrown in there. And they just, the majority of them landed. There weren't a lot of comedic scenes where I was like, okay, this feels forced or this is cringe. You know, even Guardians had a couple where I was like, okay, this is, you know, we get it. But uh, now, now what? Open great. the fucking door. Yeah. 
That was solid. But yeah, no, nothing like Thor 4. Oh, God, no, no, no. All the humor in no. this season great. It all landed for me. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, same here. And uh, then we get also how the Spider-Verse all works, which we'll mention that fact canon is actually canon explains how it works, why these Spider-People, how everyone... Not only does Uncle Ben die, but a captain always dies, which we get our first cameo of uh, Andrew Garfield. Yes, crying over uh, Captain Stacy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this whole thing, we're all all the Spider-Man movie got connected in this movie. This was huge. This was huge. This literally officially made the MCU, the Sony verse, everything. They combined them all. We're we're it's a web. It's one big web. It's, it's a big web. <laughs> they did it. It's like a circle. I saw a circle. It's all all intertwined. Because even yeah. when he's looking, I did notice when he's looking at the smaller squares, you do see Tom Maguire, you do see yep. other scenes um, from, I think there was no, some No Way Home ones as well, which makes yep. me, this whole captain makes me think, shit, who's the captain's going to die in Tom Holland's? Right. You think of that. There were a couple things that were canon moments that they brought up, and obviously some of the obvious ones, he gets bit by a spider. You know, obviously we got that, the Uncle Ben thing, or, you know, your uncle, losing an uncle kind of deal. The police chief. But one that surprised me was one of the little clips that you see is Eddie Brock being overtaken by Venom. And so it's like, oh, so a canon event for Spider-Man is Venom and his creation. And that just shows how big Venom is. And like how big of a role Venom plays in the overall Spider-Man story. It was like, that happens to all of them. There's a Venom. Yeah. That, that's huge. Which, which we have to see in Tom Holland's one as well. And yeah. speaking of Venom, uh, Mrs. Chung. Yes. I'd love that. I was like, why are you acting like this is a normal Tuesday for you? She was not phased whatsoever. That was yeah. great. How, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. They absolutely nailed that. That was a uh, like, killer moment. And... Well, we got a lot of other Easter eggs in this too. Um, but we saw, obviously, we sit, so we saw the Insomniac Spider Man pop up because they're looking at all the people in the cages, all the, what do they call them? Uh, people who kind of slipped through? Yeah, they called them like some type of variance. I forget what it was. Uh, yeah. Basically, they broke the canon uh, yeah. timelines. I forget what they called it, man. All those. It was, it was something. It was something like you shouldn't. I can't remember, but it was like something like you shouldn't be here. Yeah, anomaly. You back. And yeah, no, like, something anomaly. Yeah, which we get one of the best uh, cameos in that scene, which is Donald Glover as the Prowler. That was so cool. That was such a. That was so fulfilling seeing that because he's been rumored for so long to have a live action role in Spider Man. Supposed to be Miles Morales for a long time there. Um, we finally get him in homecoming and he drops the line, you know, I got a nephew who lives around here and in a deleted scene, he's calling miles and he even says the name, Hey miles, I'm not going to make it. So we yeah. get these tiny breadcrumbs with Donald Glover being the uncle of miles Morales. And there we go. We got him in a prowler suit sitting in that caged area. Looked great. I mean, I I really hope we get something out of this. I really hope we see him in another project after that, and it's not just a throwaway Easter egg. Because, yeah, uh, 
No, I I really hope so too, man. I I would love to see in Spider-Man Four that we get the Prowler, we get Miles. You know, maybe Tom Holland helps Miles out the Prowler for the first time, and maybe something similar does happen with like Into the Spider-Verse, where yeah. Miles does defeat the Prowler, but Tom Holland's there to be like, look, this, you know, him to do the mentor thing. This yes. will not be your first. Uh, sorry, this what this is maybe your first, but it won't be your last kid. Right. Yeah, I've seen so many. Di- I've seen aliens. <laughs> you yeah. have no idea, Andrew. I, w- I want to fight an alien. I, I, <laughs> I fought a I fought a guy in a weird rhino suit. <laughs> yeah, uh, you are amazing. Oh, the thanks. It means a lot. Yeah, no, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> uh, but no, I hope we get down going. And this is just something I did mention to you before is the fact that even though he was live action with Miles right there, the animation and blend of live action looked beautiful. Like it didn't stand out like he was, you know, like dog's balls. Like it was still in that scene looked so good. Yeah, they, I don't know how they did it, but they blended it so well. Yeah, like we were talking about um, who framed Roger Rabbit and all that and all those other things. Obviously that's also 20 years in the past. But they they blended it so well. It just worked, and it didn't feel awkward or out of place or glaringly obvious. You know, it was just like they they nailed it. They pulled it off, mm-hmm. and that was that was a great scene. I I love the spider that comes down to make the device to send you back. I was called that, and it's webs that make it to send you. I was like, okay, it's cool. Everything is still is really cool in this movie. Mm-hmm. I. Love the plot twist that he was never meant to be Spider-Man. I think that was one of the best bits because I was like, all right, this makes a lot of sense. Obviously, they didn't explain that in the first one, but he was never meant to be Spider-Man. So that's why he didn't get invited. He's a normally anonymous heir. You know what I mean? Himself. Yeah. they That was great because... I actually, I started watching Into the Spider-Verse before I went and saw this. I didn't end up finishing it before. Um, I'm still going to watch it, actually. Um, but I did actually catch that. I noticed the, um said something 42 on the spider. Mm-hmm. Um, when it, when it, when we first see it in Into the Spider-Verse, it does have 42 on it. And so, yeah, when this came out in this one, I was like, oh, yeah, they were planning for this the whole time. They got, they had that little detail in there that obviously we just overlooked. You know, what what do we think about the number 42 just being on the spider? But Tessa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wasn't thinking it was a different dimension or anything like that. So it was just, it was a really cool way to add to Miles' story. And because I don't think that's a part of his comic background. No, no, they're just down for this this yeah. one um i can't don't actually fully remember which kind of spider does actually bite him uh one thing i didn't know that he does does have his electrical powers yeah i vaguely knew about his kind of venom power deal that was almost like an electro electric charge kind of deal that shot out but i didn't know it to the full extent i knew he could go invisible but he was using yeah. it that which by the way that was a great scene with hobie you know the first time he sees him, he goes, next time you use your palms instead of just your fingertips, you'll take out the whole force shield. And then they trap him, and he, all he does is shows him his palms, and Miles breaks out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Hobie dips. They all chase after him, and he's like, yeah, I quit. Takes his wrist off, backs yeah. up through the portal, just like, you're so damn cool, man. Oh, like, 
the characters are right. You are the coolest guy here. <laughs> Even later in the movie, he's still the coolest one because he still yeah. helps. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, exactly. And then we get a really awesome chase scene of them going through the world of Spider-Man uh, of the future, both underground, a train. Uh, something about superheroes and train scenes never seems to disappoint. Um, and I still love how Miles is like, you have claws? Are you sure you're Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah. You don't even have any Spider-Man characteristics. <laughs> like, Yeah. Uh, kind of true. And as I mentioned, uh, Spider-Cat, Spider-T-Rex. T-Rex is great. And we got the anime. We got the animated Spider-Man two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, old cartoon show. Josh Keaton, uh, from whatever show that was. But yeah, we got the '60s animated Spider-Man swinging in at one point too. Like that was hilarious. I they it's just so fun. It's just such a fun scene watching all of that. And see, yeah, you're right. The T-Rex one as well. That was, was like, <laughs> of course, there is. Of course. Of course. Uh, but no, obviously from all of that, uh, we get, uh, I can't remember, Tom, the other Spider-Man, he's had a kid, he obviously reconnected with, uh, I've, oh my God, I forgot his name. Peter, Peter B. Parker. Yeah, that's it, yeah. He's yeah. reconnected, he's had a kiddo, and it's so sad that they all knew about Miles and why none of them went and saw him. Like, I'd feel yeah. good, I would feel good too. But he's been told you can't, yeah, you can't um, see him because he's not actually meant to be Spider-Man at all. Uh, and which we get a great twist of him going to the wrong universe. Oh, that that blew my mind. <laughs> that was great. As as soon as you scan his eye, I'm like, he's not going to get the right one because the spider. Yep. Which we get, obviously spoilers, which if you've come this far, it's your own fault. <laughs> uh, his uncle's alive, his dad's dead, and Miles is the prowler. Oh. Which that punch scene where all animation comes behind it with the bag. Oh, yeah. With the prowler glove on, but... Yeah. Uh, See, I didn't, I didn't put that together in my brain. I was so just entranced by everything that was happening in the scenes that he got, he got the DNA, and I did, I subconsciously saw him it say like Universe Forty Two, like a quick brief uh, flash yeah, on the screen did. when they were reading him, but it didn't really process until the reveal came out, and then I was like, oh, actually, okay, I think I do. But I, so I was totally caught off guard by it. And there were obviously all the little stuff, even when his mom was like, who's Spider-Man? I was like, well, that's lazy. She talked to his dad about Spider-Man last movie. What are we doing? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, because you're not paying attention. He's in a different universe. Um, yeah, it was just so cool. Yeah. I, well, my, the second thing that clicked for me was when she's like, what have you done to your hair? And I was like, hey. yep. I'm like, oh shit. Uh, but then that's, that's a great plot twist. And I'm like, it's not so far-fetched that, yeah, he would be, if he didn't have Spider-Man, would he have become the Prowler? Yeah. And it's interesting seeing that future where he's looking out across the landscape and he goes, he has the realization, there's no Spider-Man. This is what, like, there had to be a Spider-Man in every universe of New York, otherwise 
you know, balance is going to be shifted. Spider-Man is a, apparently, again, a nexus point of Manhattan's, you know, or a big city like that because it was just a full-on post-apocalyptic wasteland of a city with crime rampant and it just looked awful. And that's what happens when there's no Spider-Man. So that was, I know I've said it like nine times already, but it was just great writing. It was such, it's just such a well-written plot and a hell of a cliffhanger. That was great because it ended and it was, it kind of stung a little bit. I need to see what happens. I need to see him. Uh, How did this all come about? That's what yeah. I need to see. And yeah. uh, just a small little scene when Miguel is standing on top of that, the building and the rain. The yeah. Like that scene, just so they're small like that. I'm like, that looks so cool. Like you're, you're a dick, but you look like a badass. You you look awesome, so we'll, we'll give you we'll give you some we'll give you a pass. That one. Yeah, no this yeah. this movie needs to win awards. It was gorgeous. It the, it was a it was a work of art. This movie was legitimately just a work of art. I mean, mm. yeah. Well, the only gripe I do a solid gripe I do have with it is I don't think the soundtrack lived up to the first one. Agreed. I mean, Agreed. nothing was like that scene where he. Wake up, da- uh, what's up, danger? When he makes a leap of faith, yeah. Um, it was nothing like that. And I'm like, I know you can't a soundtrack can't be as good as the first one, but then again, I'm like, well, look at Guardians Galaxy, right? He, he, they kept bringing the heat with Guardians. Their soundtracks are incredible, all three. And it, I totally agree. It was lacking that because the what's up, danger scene. I mean, you can't watch it and not have chills. You just can't. Yeah. It just is so, it works together so well with that soundtrack. And we ne- we didn't get a scene like that in this movie. And we didn't, so I think the main track that he was listening to was, I forgot the name, it was by Metro Boomin, I believe. Um, I sound so old yeah. right now, but I don't remember <laughs> what it was. But, but it didn't hit as much as Sunflower did. Sunflower was, no, it like, it somehow embodied like the vibe and the spirit of that first movie. And yeah, dude, it just it just was perfect. So catchy. I was listening to it for so long after that movie, and that was the same takeaway I had. I was like, the soundtrack, it was it was all right still. There were some points where it was really good, but it it was nowhere near the first movie. No, that was as soon as the movie ended, after I when I was driving home, I thought, oh yeah, it was nothing because I remember as soon as I saw the first one, I was like, Spotify, album, stream. Yes. Which is what I do with Guardians too. Say, so, I mean, I listen to Dog Dog Days Are Over. I'm probably yeah, I listen probably every day on the way to work still, probably for another week or so. But no, I'm right there with me. I'm still listening to it between Dog Days and uh the uh Oh shit, I forgot its name. Heart something. Um the one with where the one at the very start with Adam Warlock is coming through space. Oh, uh, yeah, um, Crazy on You by... That's uh, it, yeah. I forgot. Shoot. Same people that did Barry. might be that. my heart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are two I constantly have them flip. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're great. And again, like you said, not to get too far off track, but Guardians has always brought the heat with soundtracks. Um, I got married a little over four years ago. Oh, thank you. Uh, I got married on May 4th, actually, so shout out to my wife for letting oh. me get married on May the 4th. <laughs> 
but our soundtrack during uh, the cocktail hour, during all that stuff, it probably had six songs from the Guardians' first two movies, at least. The Gar- the Guardians soundtrack was very prevalent at my wedding because they're just amazing, amazing soundtracks. It's just great feelings, great vibes. I mean, they kill it. They, they do, and don't every long. I think I do do the very same whenever I get married. As many as songs, they'll be from a superhero movie. They'll be in that playlist. Oh yeah, yeah. Won't tell my partner. Uh, but yeah, and now you can add on Guardians of the Galaxy 3 onto that, and it just hits. Like, did you see, uh, but, um, I forgot her name, the leads, I think her name is Florence. Yeah. She's crying. Yeah. Watching the movie with her song. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great little video there. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) makes you feel, makes you feel a little. That whole movie makes you feel. Oh gosh. Like no, like nothing else. They Guardians just brings out a whole whole new level of emotions when you watch those films. It does, and the th- I think all my friends, including uh, all my friends and myself, were all crying. Yeah, in the guys of three, I'm like, oh god, I'm like, if you were going to tell me I'm crying over a CGI raccoon <laughs> two years ago, I'd be like, what's wrong with you now? I'm like, oh my god, just sobbing, you know. No, it's, oh. it's emotional. I don't know how you can't at least at one point of that movie, you know, at least water up because yeah, man, you, ugh. you can't. Yeah. Uh, but back to Spider Verse. So <laughs> March next year we get Beyond the Spider Verse. Now I'm very yeah, I'm really hopeful, but I'm very curious about the title saying Beyond the Spider Verse. Like what's past? Like how far are they talking about Beyond? Is this just going to wrap up? this like this side but obviously something else is going to have to happen to at least warrant a f- another full movie into it um what's going to happen to miles what's going to happen to all the other universes what's going to happen to his dad um plot twist maybe his mum dies instead yeah how they're shaping it up and, and will they will it be one of those things that like right at the end uh, Miles might meet another Gwen. Oh, no, might my, my meet another Gwen at the end and be like, his universe Gwen, sorry. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we don't, we don't have a Gwen from this universe, right? Yeah, that's... No. Huh. I didn't even consider that aspect of this. Well, yeah, and I'm I'm also just... Gwen's team that she compiled, you know, they're going to save Miles mm-hmm. coming up in the, the next original team from the first. Yes, they brought in all the originals. Nick Cage is back. Uh, but was Spider Pig a part of that? Yeah, Spider Pig was. Up? He did show up Just, there? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you got that. You got Penny Parker, but you got Hobie coming back. We got Spider Punk, which, again, oh, thank you. Thank you for bringing it back. Yes. Um, and a few others. I forgot the this software program essentially uh, who could have reset Miles's dimension going back home and she didn't and she's now helping Gwen and all that so I, I love the team they compiled at the end of that so both mm-hmm. sides of that I can't wait to see them in action and man what what is going to happen in that new universe with Miles now captured by Miles I mean ah, there's so much stuff I can't wait to see get on but about the title getting back to that it, yeah, it confuses me a bit. I feel like it would have been cleaner to just call it Across the Spider-Verse Part 2. 
No, like, that's exactly right. It's just beyond the Spider-Verse. Beyond. So what the hell? That's got... So many theories are about to come out about what that could possibly mean. I mean, beyond the Spider-Verse, what, where are we going? What is that? Where we get I, Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield and Tommy Guire coming again? I feel like that's not a long shot at all. They literally, again, they really, they built the foundation of all of these being connected. So really nothing is off the table at this point. You know, I mean... I'm waiting for the Japanese Spider-Man live action guy to pop up in a scene in the next one and stuff. I don't know if you've ever seen the old school, like 80s Japanese Spider-Man uh, show. Like a lot the, where he's, uh, things got a car. Yeah. He's driving yeah. a car at points. <laughs> but there, yeah. It's true. On the table. Yeah. I, and cause, uh, it's good that it got split into two. Cause there's no way after watching that, I was like, no way you could cram this all into one no. um i don't know the spider verse so i think it is i think it's at the end of march uh next okay. year we're beginning but okay will the third one the thing is if the third one lives up to the hype and topples this the spider verse will be such a clean trilogy oh if it just if it does just as good it'll be such a clean yeah, like a solid trilogy one, like Lord of the Rings. I was gonna say, oh, it'll be in the top. It'll, I mean, no, I'm not saying it'll be number one, but it'll be in the conversation anytime you bring up some of the best movie trilogies out there. This for sure is gonna be in there now, hmm. and it also. So there, there was news that broke that there's a Miles Morales live action project is being worked on at Amazon. I th- or no, no, not Amazon. Well, it's Sony, obviously, but I forgot. Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, but apparently Spider-Man 4 is on hold right now because of the yep. writer's strike. Yeah. Um, I I don't want Sony to do Miles. I just want MCU. I understand the hesitation. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want you to touch it. Yeah, like, I know. They really got to do something with Craven here, but if they botch Craven, then it's just like, why should we trust you with anything at this point? Live action, because... You know, what the hell? But yeah, it just made me think, like, I wonder if they have any loose plans of making the live action Miles branching off of what we're watching right now in animation. Like, I wonder if they would try to make that happen. But, yeah, you know, who knows? I wouldn't say it's a rare possibility or, well, technically, I feel like Spider-Man 4 would be the perfect time to do that because... By the time we get Spider-Man 4, there'll be some time we'll have passed from Spider-Man 3. So technically, where Spider-Man 4 could take off would be where Toby was at the end of Spider-Man 1. Like he's oh. fully, in his jo- fully in his job at the Daily Bugle. Uh, you know, he's struggling with everything. Like he'd just be that kind of space. Broke. Yeah. Broke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Broke. No money. Saving time. Um, I think it'd be a perfect time to introduce Miles into that and have him come into um, Secret Wars. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. And I, I want to see a Tom Holland bouncing off of another Spider-Man kind of deal. I, You know, like that would be, it would just be so cool. However they want to do it. Again, if they want to bring back Andrew to be a mentor to Miles, I'm good with that too. Whatever you want to do. Maybe Spider-Man 3. Yeah, I know, I know. Now that's a whole other thing there that, but yeah, I, 
there. A lot of backstory behind the whole Spider-Man 4 and what Spider-Man 3 was supposed to be and all that stuff. But yeah. uh, one of these... Oh, it does. It, again, I'm just... They opened up so many doors in this movie for the future of Spider-Man projects as a whole. It's just, it's amazing. Um, mm. But thinking of all those other projects, all the live actions we got, Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Now we get to this. One of these, one of the things that these movies do, this animated movies compared to those others, is it feels like they do a better job at displaying how hard it really is to be Spider-Man. And obviously that was a key point of this movie. Sacrifice. You know, all the sacrifices you have to make and the personal life you have to abandon in order to be mm. Spider-Man and all the tragedy that comes along with it. And I know we got some of that Rabbit with Toby. Knows. Yes. Yes. I, it's just, it's so prevalent in these movies. And we saw a little bit with Toby. You know, he couldn't keep his job. He couldn't keep Mary Jane. He was busy trying to juggle Spider-Man. He gave up being Spider-Man for a bit. But these ones made it resonate more. It it just made it feel the pain that you do have to go through to be Spider-Man. And the, yeah, this movie just really knocked that aspect out of the park. Ah, oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Like, even with Miguel's like, you have to let him die. If you don't, it destroys everything. It is yeah. part of being the role of Spider-Man. You don't always win. And it's brutal. He tells Peter, you know, he's like, would you have just let Uncle Ben die if you knew ahead of time? And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty hard to ask that of anybody, but because that that's the that's that's uh that's the next uh, the nexus event is right yeah like it, that happened canon. that that has to happen for you to be Spider Man if that you can't let that not happen right um what yeah. one Rose who is about one Spider Man project I keep forgetting it's in development and is coming is the Madam Web movie oh yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. That uh, uh, Sony's making, which is meant to be something, something very similar to multiverse. It's very multiversal, yeah. But... Yeah. So that's uh, that's what I'm not really. I'm very confused about that particular one. But thank you, Sony. <laughs> yeah, everybody was asking for that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just hoping they have a story to tell because it's a pretty obscure movie project to take on. So it's like, okay, if it's this obscure, I hope you have a great story to tell because nobody asked for this. Again, um, you know, I'm, I don't know. Who knows? I At this point, I wouldn't even be surprised if it ends up not even coming out with all these writer strikes and all these different changes and all this stuff. And Sony, I don't know. I wouldn't be mind blown if we never even get Madam Web at the end of this. Neither am I. I just wish Sony would just give up the rights entirely and like just give up. It's bad. And I think there's, I can't remember, there's also a wrestler movie spinoff that's also in the works. Um, no. That in Sony's making, that's another Spider-Man villain they're making a spinoff of. Interesting. I'm like, why? It, it's pretty like, weird to focus on the villains without you know, establishing the Spider-Man of it all, of the universe. <laughs> well, that's, well, look at, look at the utter mess that was Morbius. <laughs> the utter mess. You what the waste, hell was that? You wasted a good cameo from a good villain. And not even your directors know who the Spider-Man is of that universe. No. And they threw in stuff in the trailer that wasn't even in the movie. 
that pointed yeah. to Spider-Man stuff. It was like, well, why did you put that in the trailer? Like, yeah. that was just blatant lying because it had nothing to do with the actual movie. I don't know. That's the that's the one of the weirdest movie projects to have came out in a long time for a lot of reasons. It just boggles the mind. That was awful. And it's just sad, the fact that you just wasted all this talent. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Craven Hunter 2023, El Miruto, I probably butchered that, is for 2024, Madam Web is for 2024, and obviously Venom 3 is in the works. Okay. Um, Venom 3, I mean, I, that's another thing, I don't know what the hell they're doing with Venom, but, you know. Well, well that's be the, that'll be the last one, I think, for Tom, uh, Tom... Hardy, because he's only signed him for three. Okay, okay. Well, the whole thing they did No Way Home with him and stuff, it just, it, it confused me more than anything, but. It was just a tasty cameo. Yeah. I just love it. It's like, so a guy with a bunch of stones, hang on, start this again. <laughs> it was pretty, that's what it felt like. It felt like a, just a, a comedic throwaway kind of tie-in real quick just to kind of give to the fans, but I don't know if anything would come from it. Well, I probably won't, but then you have Venom say, we're all Venoms are connected. Yeah, the yeah the hive mind deal with it, and they got left behind in the MCU. So yes, that little droplet. That yeah. Little... But who knows? Because we ha- That's another case. We haven't had Eddie Brock in Tom Holland's either. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's There's no true. Brock. There's no Eddie Brock. There's no... Uh, there's no... Gwen Stacy, right? No Gwen Stacy, and... no Osborne. No Osborne's either. That's the big That's the big hole in that whole thing, is not having an Osborne in that universe. That's tough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I... I like, it is tough, but them not having it, but then having William Defoe come back was well... The payoff was worth it, but how you're going to introduce in Spider-Man Four, like, hey, there's this rich family that's a scientific family out of nowhere, right? And, well, and yeah, it's Tom Holland is Spider like, oh, hi, I'm Norman Osborn. <laughs> yeah, right, because now he knows. But I mean, even Norman said in the movie, he's like, there's no Oscorp here. There's no, you know, there's no Osborn here, and it's like, yeah. oh. Yeah, shoot other people in my home. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about a yeah, that's a trip. That's a trip in itself. But um yeah, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see what they're gonna be doing moving forward with that. But Sony complicates things. Yes, they do. I'm like, well look what happened to Fox, Sony. Yeah. Look what happened to Fox. Get it together. Yeah. Um uh, well, David, look, it's been an absolute pleasure you joining me this episode. Thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to have you and the rest of the guys back on for another episode. Um, you, uh, you're a great mind to pick on all of this. Hey, man. Th- thanks for having me. And <laughs> we want to get you on soon, too. Again, we still have yet to break that that guest barrier of having a guest on, but we're getting close. And, yeah, we, we for sure want to have you on in the early episodes and bring you in and get something good going. Time, place. If I have to get up really early, I'm happy. I don't mind. I'll be there. 
Yeah, I mean, we are slightly farther apart from each other, you know, just kind of an entire world. But other than that, a little trip over the pond. <laughs> yeah, it's just a couple <laughs> hours. But yeah, no, we're, we're going to make it happen. And yeah, I'm excited for our next collab. Hundred percent, I'm down. So as always, guys, thank you so much for everyone listening in, watching, and until next time, happy ranting. Thanks for listening to Light Camera Rant. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review, and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, happy ranting. <laughs>